Hey, what's going on, everybody? Chris Sweeney here of Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks, right here on the Mayo Media Network. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. Four games here this evening. Going to break it down solo style with you here today. Talk about them from a prop standpoint, as well as some picks throughout the show and some DFS throughout. And I'll wrap it up with a couple of DFS plays as well. If you're just new to the show and you've stumbled upon it, thanks, as I said, for taking the time to hang out. As our buddy Pat Mayo loves to say, smash that like button. Do a Pat a favor. He's pumping out great content here at the Mayo Media Network 24-7. I don't know how he does it, uh, but phenomenal stuff. So if you are subscribed to the Mayo Media Network, you'll get these videos right away. If you are new to prizepicks.com, follow the link inside the description of this video. 100% first deposit match of up to $100. Check out the link promo code in there as well. All kinds of action at prizepicks.com across all the sports that you love. And they're doing a good job over there of just getting plays a couple days in advance. There's already plays up there for Thursday's games. So we'll talk today, actually Wednesday's games. We'll talk today about Wednesday's games, but they had a couple props up there for Tuesday if you wanted to just get a couple from Tuesday and get a couple from Wednesday. So check out prizepicks.com. And again, follow the link inside the description of that video. There's a couple up there that I like. You know, I mentioned Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak and Brad Marchand about how they just had a dud game one and I expected them to bounce back in game two, and that's exactly what they did. Passes at 4.5 and Bergeron's at 4.1. I take Bergeron just because it's 4.1. You get 0.4 fewer. Remember, you get a half a point for a shot, half for a block. Bergeron's always on the ice, killing penalties as well, so maybe he can fall into a couple of blocks, but... Line that line in game two, they were phenomenal from a five and five standpoint. Check this 22 shot attempts to 10 against, 13 to eight shots, 16 to six the scoring chances, and 13 to one the high danger chances in favor of that line. They combined for 15 shots, two goals. They were really, really strong. And I like them again here in game three. So consider the overs there. McDavid at 5.6, it's slightly high. I can kind of get behind it. I think Drysaddle's a better play at 4.5, and Kyle Connor at 3.6 as the Jets and the Oilers will play game one here this evening. A little bit later on on prize picks, you'll see shot props pop up there. And I would go the over on Sveshnikov and Aho if they're at 2.5. I would take Bergeron over 2.5. I take Pasternak over three and a half as well, and Kyle Connor if he is at two and a half. So check out PrizePicks.com and follow the link right here inside this video for a 100% first deposit match. Okay, so let's get after today. Uh, if you are looking to be part of the FTN fam, I mentioned it uh, in Monday's video that it was a, a decent Sunday and a, a very decent Tuesday night, 16 and four plus 24 units, up 34 units in the postseason and 161 overall on the year as we head into Tuesday night's action, recording here late on a Tuesday for you. So $24 the rest of the way over at ftmbets.com slash pricing. There's a, a fun Discord chat where everybody just seems to be in tune. They're, you know, we're bouncing ideas off of each other, get, hitting parlays and shot props, some live bets. Uh, if you are looking to be part of the fam, again, ftmbets.com slash pricing. Up at the top of ftmbets.com, there's a chat link there. You click that, get you inside our NHL betting discord channel where as I mentioned just a, a lot of sharp minds there a lot of sharp subs and we're just having some fun we're just riding the wave here hoping that it can continue use the promo code Meanie or mayo get yourself a discount so 24 bucks the rest of the way lots of hockey a couple months here of hockey and of betting so let's get after tonight's games let's start with game three as the series shifts to 
Boston, Washington, and the Bruins here. 1-1 apiece. Man, how close was the Capitals to taking a 2-0 series lead? They're about three minutes away from getting it done. Taylor Hall ties it up. Brad Marchand scores less than a minute in overtime, and boom, the series is tied, and it's in Boston's favor as they go home. Just like that, how quickly things can change. So a 3-2 overtime win for the Capitals in Game 1, the 4-3 overtime win for Boston in Game 2. We had the Bruins and the over on Monday's video. Boston just outplayed Washington in that game. I thought that we'd see some desperation from them, and it's exactly what we saw. And now I just I have some concerns about the Capitals heading in. I was concerned about their goaltending. Is Craig Anderson going to get the start? Again, it's not like he was awful. He was really good in that game, but it's a disadvantage. It's a wide gap, as I mentioned. Anderson and Tuka Rask, it's too significant of a gap in goal. So advantage Boston, and even if Ilya Samsonov returns, he just hasn't been that good this season. He's been inconsistent. But the shot attempts overall for Boston, 89 to 63 shot attempts. Just crazy. Uh, that was overall in the game at all strengths, 48 to 39. And the shot attempts at 5 on 5, 70 to 49 in favor of the Bruins. So big goose egg for Boston's line, the number one line, the perfection line in game one. I mentioned off the top of the show the statistics that they had from a 5-on-5 standpoint, 16-6 to the scoring chances and 13-1 to the high-danger chances. Oh, boy. Uh, and Lars Eller's a big part of that team defensively. He left that game. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. I don't know what the heck's going on with Evgeny Kuznetsov. There's just a lot of question marks when it comes to the Capitals right now. But that top line, Bergeron had the goal. The Knights bounce, bounce back six shots. We hit that prop. Uh, eight shot attempts. We got the prize picks for him as well. I don't mind going back to him. As I mentioned, Marchand had the goal in overtime. Five shots, seven shot attempts. Pasternak had the assist, four shots, and eight shot attempts. So, I mean, that trio had 23 shot attempts, and they all hit their shot props. I like them all again. I just think that it's such a dominant line, and we have two games in a row now, just a strong sample size, especially the latest game, of them dominating play at 5-on-5. Five five. And Bergeron and Marchand get all the PK time. The power play is absolutely deadly. So if I had to choose one, it would be Bergeron. And then go to Pasternak. Uh, but Marchand's usually, sometimes if you look, he's around plus money at two and a half. But there's a lot of shot prop opportunities in this game. At FTN, we hit Charlie McAvoy at 1.5 shots. The over at minus 125. He had five shots, seven shot attempts in uh, game one. In game two, he had another seven shot attempts and five shots. So this dude's got 10 shots as the defenseman and 14 shot attempts. He's getting a lot of ice time. Is second most on the Bruins, and the most on the Bruins is Matt Grizzlick. Matt Grizzlick, three shots, eight shot attempts in game two, five shots, and seven shot attempts in game two, or game one, rather. So this guy, much like McAvoy, 15 shot attempts and eight shots on goal. He's a, you got to lay a little bit more juice when it comes to Matt Grizzlick, who, by the way, I can never spell that guy's last name. One and a half shots is minus 160. So maybe you want to get that involved in a parlay. I would probably rank them, honestly, the way McAvoy is shooting like this and both of those guys playing 24, 25 minutes a game on power plays, I'd probably rank the defenseman over the forwards, but it's just you got to lay that juice with Grizzlick. So I, I, I think I would go McAvoy, Bergeron, Pasternak, Grizzly, Marchand, but my goodness, they're all in play. And Taylor Hall, who had a team-high seven shots and 11 shot attempts, five high-danger chances. He had the late goal to tie it, playing with a lot of confidence in that game. And then Craig Smith had a team-high six high-danger chances and three shots himself. So both lines are absolutely in play here. And all the shot attempts, you can have some fun. I mean, if you want to play them as singles, you're going to have to lay some money, or you can just parlay them and mix and match because we got four games. So you can get a four 
shot prop parlay in there. You can get a couple different twos or a couple different three-player props in there. But uh, certainly all those uh, players are in play. There is something to be said about Washington, 1972, on the road. No team had more road wins than them. A couple had 19 themselves. I know Vegas, I believe, had 19. But this Bruins team, I like them. This is going to stick with them. Uh, I like them heading in in this series. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a, a great battle. Wouldn't be shocked if it went to another overtime here. But I will lean with the over one more time. The over is hit more times than not between these two teams. So I'll take the over 5.5. And I'm going to go with Bruins, uh, the Boston Bruins. From a DFS standpoint, line one, obviously. But line two, you'll save yourself a little bit of cash. I'd maybe stay away from Krejci. You could just take Hall and Craig Smith. Those guys are the shooters on the line. So Nashville and Carolina in here next. The exact same odds as game one, uh, but the total's at five and a half and not five. Carolina's at minus 182, which they were in game one, and Nashville plus 165. Uh, by the way, I'm using the, the free FTN parlay calculator to get the best possible odds. You should do that as well. And the prop shop over at FTNbets.com, absolutely free. Just got to type in Matt Grizzlick. You find the best odds across the board, usually um, over at William Hill. Nashville, you know, big road dogs here. I, we got Alex Nedeljkovich in net. This is what we wanted. Happy to see that. It was I was nervous for him to start. He was a little shaky, let a couple goals in early, but then locked it down. But that's, that's what I wanted to see. I think he's been the strong goalie for them all year. I'm super jazzed because I picked him just out on a limb in, on a, in a playoff pool, and I was just hoping that he'd be the guy, and he is for now. Things could change, uh, but I would believe I believe Rod Brennamore would go back to him for game two. So I was definitely wrong about the over. Uh, Carolina just was too strong, or the under, rather. They were just too strong. I'll probably just stay away. It's at five and a half now. The over is plus 120. It's, it's very tempting, but I will stay away from the total. If I had a lean, geez, I feel like the under again, but Carolina, they score four goals, and then you know we may not get there. So it may just be a stay away. We had Carolina to win by two over at FTN. That was plus 150. Plus 150 again for them to win by two. You can put it in with the Avs if you want, and then you can get that near plus 400. We can talk about Colorado in just a little bit. But they dominated Carolina in this game like we all thought that they would. Five and five numbers. The shots were 26 to 17. The scoring chances 24 to 14. High danger 11 to 5 in favor of the Hurricane. Overall 45 to 35. The shot attempts. So Sveshnikov had 10 shot attempts and eight shots. We got that one pretty easily. Believe it or not, he was plus money. That's crazy. I don't think he'll be plus money again, but he could be around right around minus 120. Uh, eight, eight shots, 10 shot attempts. Sebastian Ajo, we got that one as well. Seven shots and nine shot attempts. Man, uh, Monday was a really good day. It's, I hope that we can carry it over. It's, uh, it's tough to... Books will adjust with these playoff shot props. And if we thought that they were phenomenal to attack throughout the regular season, it's even better in the postseason because these good players who like to shoot the puck, they don't mess around. They're putting everything on net. It's 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 go time. It means everything, especially for these these shooters. Like ten shot attempts for Sveshnikov. There were games where he maybe just disapp- disappeared in you know mid regular season game against the Preds. Yada yada, whatever. I mean, he got bumped up to that first line halfway through that game and ended up playing six minutes with Tivo Teravainen and Aho. They uh, ten to three of the shot attempts, six nothing shots for five two high danger chances. That's a very very dangerous uh, trio right there. Jordan Stahl had a big game. We've talked about Jordan Stahl quite a bit over at FTN and here on this show. Just I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. He had six shot attempts, four shots, and two goals. He's very sneaky in DFS. He's, I think he's 3-9 on DraftKings. I think people shy away because they see he's on the third line and he doesn't play with you know the wingers that he you would like them to play with. I think he opened up with Sveshnikov, but 
Uh, Rod Brennan switched things up, but he, he is on that top power play. He plays in all situations. He takes a lot of key face-offs for them. He gets a lot of ice time, and he's not afraid to shoot the puck. I just never find his shot prop anywhere, but if you can find it, I would take the over two and a half for him. Heck, I mean, he might even be at one and a half, but like I said, I can't really find it. The Preds, like, they just didn't show us any. It was just too hard for them. It's such a mismatch. The Hurricanes are so much better than them. Ekholm and Ellis had the team-high six shot attempts. Like, when the, when that that's where your offense is coming from, from those two guys, like, no disrespect. I love both of them as defensemen. I like Ellis, but Yossi was, was quiet in that game, didn't get a shot until late. But those guys can't be leading your team in shot attempts. Colton Sissons, Eric Halla, four shot attempts each. A team high among forwards is not good enough. So I just I Carolina by two again. I I, I don't think they give up much. They give up a couple goals, maybe they win four two. But I see a four one, maybe even a three nothing victory, a three one victory, sweated out. But plus one fifty Carolina. I think we got to jump on that. We won't be able to get a lot of these teams on puck lines, but you know Colorado and Carolina, they just they're just so good. Uh, I think we take advantage of that. So we'll move on. Winnipeg and Edmonton. By the way, I like those guys again for shot props. Aho and Sveshnikov. So Winnipeg and Edmonton here. Finally, game one uh, in the North Division. A minus 160 for the Oilers. I'm seeing a total of six plus 140 for Winnipeg. I like Edmonton. Um, seven to two, uh, the season series. They outscored Winnipeg 34 to 24. It was just dominant down the stretch. Edmonton won the final six games in this matchup, outscoring the Jets 21-9. to They got strong goaltending from Mike Smith. I think he can carry it over at least into the first round. We'll see what happens after that. But uh, he's a little bit older. Obviously, he's got playoff experience. But he's he's playing really good hockey right now, and I think Edmonton has shown us a little bit more than Winnipeg. A league low eight points since April 1st, 4-10. and 10. That is no joke. And the Jets, they just give up too much. High danger chances, it's just too much. 11.5 high danger chances against at 5-on-5. That is 27th in the entire league. They generate a lot themselves, so they played a a ton of overs, and Connor Hellebuck does what he can most nights to keep them in games. But Nikolai Ehlers was in a a non-contact jersey as of Tuesday in a practicing. I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to play, but he's a true game-time decision. I believe Andrew Kopp is trending in the right direction, but they need Nikolai Ehlers. They need two lines because – Excuse me, Pierre-Luc Dubois is not doing anything. He hasn't done anything for a while. They need him to get going and have Ehlers on that line to help him get going. So this is almost a one-line team right now. Kyle Connor's playing really good, 11 shots in his last three games. He's got four goals and six points over that span. I'd consider him over two and a half shots. He didn't have a lot of success against the Oilers, but had a couple games there where one game he had six shots and one game he had seven. And like I said, he's been shooting a little bit more uh, lately. Connor McDavid, two-point game, absolutely in play. Uh, I that's it. I think from a shot prop standpoint, it would be Connor or just take the prop on McDavid to have a two-point game or maybe Drysaddle. You get better odds, obviously, with Drysaddle. I'll probably stay away from Drysaddle, to be honest. It would be McDavid for that two-point game. He's just on such a run. Uh, he's going to be flying out there this evening. I'm on Edmonton. I like the Oilers. I would lean maybe with the under. I don't think the Jets can do enough offensively. I see uh, maybe a 4-2 game that'd be right there at the 6. If you can get 6.5, maybe wait it out throughout the day and maybe hammer the the under 6.5. But I'll lean with the Oilers here. And then the final game, St. Louis and Colorado. I don't really know what there is to say here. The Avs minus 303. Uh, Blues plus 275, the total here at 5.5. Colorado on the puck line, minus 115. So you can parlay them. We did this at FTN on Monday, and, uh, you know, just the two-game parlay, two-puck line parlay was plus 370 to plus 370 here again. So a 4-1 victory for the Avs. Uh, the 5-5 five five shot attempts are just 
67 to 35 in favor of Colorado, 43 to 17 the shots, high danger chances 12 to 5, scoring chances more than double, 36 to 15. Colorado's just too good. They are just too freaking good. They are awesome. Uh, they're fun to watch. Nate McKinnon, 10 shot attempts, two goals, three points. We got him, uh, the over shot attempts. He had six shots. You're going to see him uh, in places at four. I'd consider the over four, especially if it was plus money. You know, those north of the border will get him, luckily, at, uh, you know, three and a half, maybe one, minus 160. Two-point game is in play. Uh, like I said, we got that one. We got the Ranton in two-point game. He had two assists. He had six shots and seven shot attempts. He's in play for the over two and a half. I'm saying in play a lot, aren't I? Uh, but all these guys are in play. Nachushkin, that was the surprise game for him. Ten shot attempts, six shots. I'd stay away, but who knows? You know, maybe there was a matchup there that he exploited. He was shooting the puck. He was flying out there. All the abs were flying. That top line is too good. You can't contain them. There's too much speed with Burakoski and Donskoy and Nachushkin. Yost is playing really good too, Yost. And uh, Makar had three sh three shots, five shot attempts. We had plus 140 uh, over at FTN for a Landeskog assist. He was 140 the other day, but he's not out right now. But he could be at maybe plus one twenty. The thing with Landeskog, though, so he's not—he's the forgotten one on that line. So he's always close to plus money for two and a half shots. He had four shots, three points, and a goal in game one. So he's always somebody to consider. And then he, because everyone is hammering Rantanen and McKinnon on the two-point games and and getting them at minus one ten or minus one twenty, is that Landeskog playing with those two guys? He's going to fall into assists. Kucherov the other day was plus 170 in game one to have an assist. That is crazy. So these guys like Barkov and Kucherov and Rantanen and Landeskog, maybe not so much Rantanen, but Landeskog, uh, Bergeron for an assist, Pasternak, we view him as a goal scorer. He's playing with two great line mates. His two great line mates scored a goal in game two. He didn't get. An, he did actually get an assist, but he could fall into these assists playing with these guys. So consider maybe assist props if they're plus money playing with consider the top guys always like McDavid is, is very obvious and McKinnon is but consider other guys playing on top line like an like a, a Sveshnikov assist or a Landeskog assist a Max Pacioretty assist when he gets back in the lineup just shooters who are playing with good players who could fall into points so they're tough to hit but they're good value uh, lots of good value. I'd maybe consider the under with guys like Hoffman and Shen, too. Colorado just owns the puck. They don't give up anything. And then when they do, Ryan Graves is all over the place blocking. I'm just so impressed with Colorado. Avs puck line. Uh, DK, McKinnon. I would rank them like McKinnon, McDavid, Bergeron, Ajo. Those are the top dogs. But I'll probably just have a lot of McKinnon and McDavid. I'll mix and match between those two. But if you're playing three lineups, you want a third lineup, that would be the Bergeron line and get a piece of that. Yost is 3-2, Stahl's 3-9. Uh, those are the cheap values. I uh, rank Wing, Rantanen, Gabriel Landeskog is 6-5. Again, the forgotten one, right? I mean, Vegas is not giving him any respect on shot props or assist props. DK's not giving him any respect here at 6-5. You had a three-point game. He should be the same price as Rantanen. He really should. Maybe just a tick below because he doesn't shoot as much. He's playing with two studs. The line is unstoppable. He's 6'5". I don't know how you don't play him. Uh, Pasternak, Marchand in there. Sveshnikov's 5'4", a value. Tivo Teravine is 5'1". I think he's a value. Natchez, 4'3", and Nito Niederreiter, 3'9". So Niederreiter got off that top line and went with Trocek and um, Natchez. So that line was back together. They played a lot of hockey together down the stretch. That'd be the contrarian. I say contrarian, but Carolina and Colorado, these they're going to have the highest team applied totals here on the board, but attacking the second line on those two teams would be a way to get different. I really like Donskoy, too. 
he's on that first power play unit. He had a couple of shot attempts, just you know, didn't really find the net. But good value. Uh, Craig Smith, 3-8, good value. Taylor Hall, 5-3, good value. Punt plays at the position. DeBrusque, 3-2. Hey, things didn't go well for DeBrusque all season long. They didn't. Playoffs? Whole new ball game, isn't it? Some of these guys that didn't have the puck luck in the regular season certainly having it in the playoffs. Just remember Joe Pavelski a couple years ago. His first year in Dallas did nothing in the regular season. In the postseason, he lit it up. He basically had more points in that playoff run than he had all year with Dallas. We're starting to see that maybe with the breast here. Goals in back-to-back games, five shots in game two. 3-2 there for Jake DeBrusk. Makar, 6-2. He'd be my guy my guy up at the top. But McAvoy and Grizzlick, just because I mentioned the shot attempts with those two defensemen, a lot of pucks towards the net. 4-7 for McAvoy, but I like Grizzlick more. Even if Grizzlick was more expensive, I think he's the guy. I mean, he gets slightly more ice time. He's on that first power play. They mix it up a little bit, but he's been the guy who's been hopping over the boards. And then Brett Pesci, 3-3, hit a couple assists in game one. Gets a little bit of PP time there as well. Nadelkovic, Grubauer, always in play for me. The problem with Nadelkovic is how many shots is he going to face if he has a game like that where, you know, he only faces 20-some-odd shots and he lets in a couple goals. You know, it's not the best play. Smith at 7-9 I think is a good play. If you can get the Grubauer, fine. Same sort of deal. How many shots is he going to face? And if you're playing more than three lineups, you want to get contrarian. Maybe you're saying, okay, I'm going to stack Oilers with this line and I'm not going to go with Colorado. Maybe, maybe you take... Bennington, because he could see 50-plus shots, right, and get a ton of saves and return value. He was really good in that game. Maybe he stands tall and it's a close game. It's not for everybody, but if you're playing more than three lineups, multiple lineups, then maybe you want to experiment with Saros or Bennington at 7-3 and 7-4, but I think the three goalies in Smith and Delkovich and Grubauer are the way to go. Okay, so just recapping uh, for shot props, the top line, all of them, McKinnon, two-point night. Rantanen, um, over three, over two and a half shots. Landeskog, I think Makar is interesting as well. But Nate McKinnon, I'd go as high as four if you want to go over four. Ten shot attempts. He's just so darn good in the postseason. McDavid, a two-point night. Kyle, uh, Kyle Connor over two and a half shots. Uh, I'd like Colorado by two. I'd like Edmonton to win the game and potentially the under there. I'm leaning with the under, but I like the Oilers. I like the over in Boston, Washington, and I like the Bruins and Carolina by two. It does seem chalky. I'm not giving you really any upsets here, but I just don't see it. I Carolina and Colorado are just too good. Washington is is limping in here. The Bruins were dominant in game two. Uh, maybe just some goals there. And then, yeah, I mean, I just I haven't liked what I've seen from the Jets over the past few weeks of the season, so... I'm leaning with McDavid, but all those guys, Bergeron, Pasternak, Grizzlick, and McAvoy. Don't forget about Grizzlick and McAvoy. It's nice to get somebody at minus 125, one and a half shots. If we can get McAvoy there again, that may be the best player of the night. And then Taylor Hall is another guy to consider over two and a half. If I had to rank them overall, it would probably be Rantanen, Sveshnikov, Bergeron. But there's lots of shot props available uh, and lots of point props. So good luck. Have some fun. I, I rambled a little bit, but if you have any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany. Again, ftmbets.com slash pricing if you want to be part of the FTN fam. Use that promo code Meany or Mayo. Any questions, hit me up here in this uh, YouTube section. I'll circle back before puck drop because sometimes things certainly do change. Good luck tonight. I'll talk to you soon on Friday with Cam Stewart. We'll be back. Cheers. 